2: by a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
7: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
6: Let's talk about that roller coaster ride. What happened when it comes to the number one pick?
5: so last night there you know, I guess around midnight Pacific time, the odds shifted to where now Paulo Benquero is the favorite at minus one fifteen. This was at about eleven o'clock Pacific time here kept rising Thursday morning to this morning at five thirty Pacific time. Paolo was minus 200 to be the first pick.
6: All right, so let's put this into context. Is Paolo (laughs) was, what, 20 to 1 McKenzie as recently as Saturday, right? Yes, correct. So think about this a 20 to 1 long shot, 5% chance at best, and then boom, 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 in four or five days, he was a minus 200 favor. And that was as of what time? That was uh, 5.30 this morning, Pacific. All right, so early this morning, Pacific time, he was the guy. And when you come from 20 to 1 to minus 200, that means you're getting paid 140th. Think about that. If you bet 100 on Saturday early, you would have had 2,000 if you're right. If you would have bet Thursday morning this morning, you would have had $50. 2,000 or 50 off the 100, that's how drastically things changed. And if you would have talked to me in my sleep at 5.30 this morning, by osmosis, I would have told you this thing's about a lock. I don't use the word lock. I would say it's almost a sure thing. Because we often
5: talk about big steam late in markets like these usually means information.
6: Yes. And when it was still yesterday when – uh, ben Caro was still what? He was still like plus 190, and then he even went up to what, like 250? Yeah. To me, even going from 20 to 1 to 2 to 1 is still a massive move, but when he wasn't the favorite, it's like, hey, the market hasn't said he's the guy yet. Well, when he surges and he was the guy, I would have said, done deal. But then the one thing – the Woj Bomb.
5: The Woj Bomb. And this morning at about 5 o'clock Pacific time, Adrian so Wojnarowski tweets. This morning at 5? Excuse me, 5.30 This was the tweet this morning. 5.30 Pacific, so I okay. guess 8.30 Woj's yeah. time.
6: You know how it works Eastern is three hours? Yes. Okay, yeah, I agree. All right, so what you're saying is pretty much right before that is when we had the best number. Yes. And then Woj comes out at 5.30 Pacific, that's 8.30 Thank you. Eastern, and says... As teams finalize to,
5: to finalize boards today, the 1-2-3 of the NBA draft is increasingly firm per sources. Jabari Smith to Orlando, Chet Holmgren to OKC, Paolo Benquero to Houston.
6: Okay. That seemed like he was equivocating. It seems like he was saying... Now, let's be honest. Can you say he's wrong? No. What I'm saying is Woj isn't afraid to make a statement. It feels like he thinks, "Hey, this is the you know, odds-on chance," but it doesn't sound like any like, "Hey, we've got the number one pick."
5: It's a very non-committal way of saying the way he thinks well, the board is shaped. By, by
6: non-committal, it's saying you're not saying it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's saying his best guess right now, or informa- his info sources are telling him it's. Smith, etc. Okay, so McKenzie, what was the reaction to the mark betting market off of that woes bomb? So they take it off the board, about a half an hour, repost it. Smith is a huge favorite, minus ten thousand. All right, so let's think. What, minus ten thousand represents how much to win a dollar? Ten thousand or one thousand dollars would win you one dollar. Okay, <laughs> that's, so, so that's saying it's a sure thing. Now, to me, that's a mistake. All right, and I'm guessing the odds, and I know the odds kind of really shortened after that. So we don't have to go by the blow by blow, but give me the, the one or two big moves. It got as low as minus one thirty for Smith, plus oh, one ten. Hold for on BenQ. a second. So it was it was a thousand to win a dollar. You said a thousand well, to
5: thousand to win ten dollars
6: would be minus. Okay, $10. so it'd be a uh, hundred to win a dollar. Yeah. All right, a hundred to win a dollar, and then it becomes. What? Almost pick 'em. Minus one thirty. Smith was a slight favorite. So now it's almost like okay, everyone's reacting to Woj, but but then the source that brought uh Boncher- I keep Boncaro. Boncaro down still kept firing it seems like yeah. and said we don't care. We're going we'll bet right right into Woj. So that move from from
5: seven ten when it was minus ten thousand to to 950 Pacific when it was minus 135. So you're talking about that That happens over a couple hours. Right then at nine at 950, you get now he's minus 280. So the, it starts to push back the Jeez. other way. Sorry, Jabari Smith goes back to minus 280. So the the Jabari Smith crowd says, okay, you've pushed this number low enough and push it back the other way.
7: Yeah, this is very unusual. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds,
3: sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors and mascots
2: why would you stay anywhere else graduate hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash they have over 30 hotels coast to coast down south all over the midwest so odds are there's one where you're going especially for games in the big conferences you can check out all of graduate hotels locations at GraduateHotels.com. and when it's time to book get up to 30 percent off your stay with
1: code CRShow. show C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
6: The odds right now? You know, Mackenzie, let's get an update. Let's get one right off the screen. See if anything's changed. Maybe bookmaker. But it's going to be Smith favored to go number one. Banchero second favorite. And I have a bet that we did impromptu style right here on the show, live. What's, ha- what's happening? Money's coming in on Smith. He's now minus 600, plus 400 for Bancaro. So I played Bancaro 400 plus plus four. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hmm. Maybe we won't do these live updates. <laughs> this,
5: I, I mean, it's a, it just I shows li- how insane this yeah, is. Yeah,
6: I don't like that, though. I don't like that. Because like right now it's like it's been it's been kind of out of equilibrium the two camps and now one camp's winning, but who knows maybe someone ESP you know ESPN is going to kind of back their guy so maybe they're just chirping about it we'll see we'll see all right let's talk about these three players we talked about them a little yesterday but I want to approach this a little differently I want you to tell me the most appealing part of their game. Just one thing. I don't want to hear they pass and shoot. I want to hear one thing. This is their best skill. And then I want to hear what is the biggest concern? What is the biggest question mark? All right, so let's start with the supposed favorite to go number one, Jabari Smith. Three-point
5: shooting, his biggest strength.
6: All right, so was he one of the best three-point shooters in all of college basketball? Up there. Okay, so the theory is we got a guy who physically isn't limited. 6'10". It's not like a Steve Kerr situation, but he can shoot really well from the yep. outside. Which, let's be honest, if you think about the very best players in the NBA, other than Steph, which ones are elite three-point shooters? Which ones would you say their three-point shooting is the best thing about, about them? Mackenzie, put up the all-N- All-NBA all right, what's because that? my point is, I mean, let's just think about some of them. Yeah, Jokic, obviously, is not about three-point shooting. right? He's just a big man. Um, obviously, Embiid, it's not about three-point shooting. LeBron, it's not about three-point shooting, though it's become important to him. He's not an elite three-point shooter, right? Um, I would make the strong case that Luka isn't an elite three-point shooter. So as we continue through the first team, we've got Giannis. We've got um, who isn't an elite three point shooter? We got Luca, we got the Joker, we got Jason Tatum, not elite. No, and we got Devin Booker from Phoenix. Uh, not you wouldn't say elite, would you, McKenzie? No. The best okay. three point shooter on that list besides Steph Curry is Karl Anthony Towns. Okay, so but that isn't kind of the point. The point is, as we go through the rest of the list, there's really no one there that jumps. I mean Kevin, Kevin well durant. I think Kevin Durant's better than Carl anthony towns i I love a horse game there i'll I'll make a big bet there baby but but let's agree towns is a great a real strong outside shooting big man won the three point contest this year yeah, no doubt so durant so we got th- what three guys let's look at the rest of the thirteen Trey Young's on a uh he yeah. doesn't shoot a great percentage. He has the biggest range out of, outside well, of Well, First of all, when you when you don't hit a big percentage, you don't have range. <laughs> <laughs> he takes them. Yeah, he exactly. The yeah, but but you got to make them for it to matter, right? <laughs> so it is interesting that for as, as much emphasis as three-point shooting has taken on in the league, that typically it's you're either a super athlete that is okay at it, or you're real good at it, like Clay, b- back in the day, let's say. But you're, but you don't have the rest of your game now. Clay had more game than most, but usually those three-point shooters can't bring it to the hoop.
5: Yeah, I'm looking at the top 15 and three-point percentage this year. Of the top 15, there's only one guy you would consider a superstar player. That's Kyrie Irving, who finished
6: ninth. Yeah. And that's a good segue. Well, no, I guess we got to do each of the players. Then we'll go into Kyrie because I want to talk about that a little bit. We are straight out of Vegas,
5: but Jabari Smith does have a very, a very well-rounded game.
6: Yeah, but you're saying. But here's the thing: you're saying he's he would if he ended up being on the All NBA in two years, and it was the same other 15 people. Let's say one one wasn't there. LeBron isn't there. Let's say he's probably the third best three-point shooter. Yes, and I mean that's pretty strong. Yep. I mean, I mean that, that by definition is saying he's. If he ends up being elite, he'll be one of the best three point shooters amongst the elite, at least the way the elite lays out today. Okay, when it comes to my buddy Chat from Gonzaga, let me guess on the the concern. The concern is durability.
5: Yeah, weight. It, it, specifically.
6: But, but is it that he's going to get bossed around or bullied now, or he'll get hurt trying to play an 82-game schedule?
5: I think it's that he's going to get bullied around. I think that's big, people's biggest concern. His, his game just isn't physical enough for the NBA. All
6: right, so we met, do you remember, what was his name, Tayshawn Prince? Yes. From Detroit. He was, almost, he was like, tall. Mm-hmm. He might have been 6'10". Yep. He was slight. Very. Slight.
5: Petite. It, it's a similar build, except Holmgren's taller. So, but how
6: much taller? I mean, we when we say seven foot versus six ten, I'm just going to do the math here. That's two inches.
5: It's very similar to how Ke- when Kevin Durant came into the league and people were saying his his frame is so slight mm-hmm. that he's he's going to. But Kevin Durant was a wing. Now we're talking about a, a post guy, a center. But is there even post guys anymore? You make a good point with that. You made that yesterday. I mean, they would. I think they'd have to pair him with a, a traditional
6: big. Yeah, which there are dime a dozen. I was hearing on Colin today right here on FSR is that um, there was a number of guys, one from Kentucky that was a big man. They said would have maybe went second round, and he's making more money with the name image likeness next year at Kentucky, than he would have in the NBA if he was on a um, on a which, second round contract. Well, maybe it's not a second round. What's that called when it's a two a two way contract? Yeah, yeah. This um, do we and supposedly if you are on a two way the whole year, you make a half a million, is what they say. So isn't it fascinating that you can make more, if if you're on that border of hey being the tenth or maybe the eleventh man on a team, you stay in the in college and make more money. Yeah. And in theory, you, your game improves because if you're in the NBA, you're not playing; you're not. They're not practicing, right? There's not a lot of scrimmages no. in the NBA after the season starts. So, durability. Well, no, you're actually saying that. See, I don't see that. I see the durability. I don't see him. No, I mean, let's just say this: Did he get muscled in college? Nope. No. So, like, in theory, all the you know the great. Centers that he's going to have to be facing in the NBA have to play college at some point. Now you might say, well, there's no good ones now. Well, maybe that's a sign that they don't matter as much.
5: Yeah. And it, it, my big concern is when he goes up against the Embeeds or the Jokic's. But. but, but
6: the, And when you say Embeeds. There's not the, a. Yeah. You're right. uh, who else is no, there? you're right. I mean, there's some centers, but they're not like MVP people. Yeah. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is an example, right? I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, a guy I feel Chet Holmgren would feel comfortable dealing with. That's what I'm saying. So it, it feels like you get a cheap, you know, big center. And remember, OKC's on a multiple year plan here. They are not on a, hey, we're going to compete, you know, the theory being he goes second. They're not going to be competing next year. Okay. And so, he's an
5: elite rim protector, right, like
6: world-class already. And, and very skilled defensively. Yep. Like you were saying, blocking with both hands, always being in the right position. Apparently a lot of tenacity you wouldn't expect from a guy who's that petite. <laughs> yes. Right? All right, we are straight out of Vegas. Now the th- number three guy, or number one, Banchero.
5: Yeah, Palo Banchero
6: is Boncaro a. Banchero or Bonchero? Banchero. I think it sounds like. I'm reading it. It says CH. Yeah. So he's just mispronounced Like orchid. It. He's mispronouncing <laughs> it. Orchid? Yeah, I think word the word, a, there's the word orchid. Ch, there's a ch in that. Orchid ch. <laughs> no, no, that's not All right, go
5: ahead. Uh, Boncaro an elite offensive player. He he's going to score at I'm sorry, will.
6: So offense isn't what it can't be the elite. Arra-
5: around the basket, mid range can score at three levels. Uh good offensive rebounder. And
6: you didn't hear me. We can't you can't rattle off seven things. What is his best quality? It, scoring around the basket. All right. So is that finishing or is that playing from the post? Both. Okay. I like a guy who can do that because the way the game spread out today if you even if you're not playing back to your basket but if you get the ball at the foul line i mean dray you know when draymond's effective you see it you know so i like that style what's the weakness
5: defensive intensity he's got all the tools to be a good defender we haven't seen him defend
6: at a high level in college so you told me at one point you said well he never plays defense really but he plays offense hard if it's a big game, like in, in the tournament. I said he
5: had his biggest games in the tournament. So You said is, you didn't like that.
6: Which, no, because to me, I'm thinking if it's a lack of effort in the regular season, it's one thing not to play defense. It's another to say, Coach K's last year. I'm on national TV pretty much every game. I'm not really going to try. I, I, when does that ever change? I don't know. I mean, what I'm saying is typically if someone's effort is an issue. It stays an issue. It stays an
5: issue. James Harden, a guy whose efforts have been questioned over the years, stays an Future issue. Future
7: Hall of Famer, James Harden. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth
2: Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit BuyAToyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots.
2: Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast-to-coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code
1: CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
6: Let's talk about Kevin Durant now. So he's come out with a list of teams that he'd be open to. I think he has four years left on his contract if Kyrie and the Nets don't reach an agreement. And the list in, includes, oh my, the Lakers, the Clippers. So they'd be, both those teams would be the NBA favorites with him. Knicks, oh, he's just placating across, across from Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas, they'd be, the, they'd be the favorite, I think. Heat would be the favorite, and the Sixers would be the favorite. So I think every team except the Knicks on his list would be the favorite if they got him and didn't have to give anything up. You know, again, how that would work, I'm not sure. But you know, there's a lot of dead weight contracts around. They could trade him for in picks, Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Mavs, Heat, Seventy Sixers. What do you think, AJ? It
5: sounds like a list of pretty good places to land. I, he didn't. He didn't put the Kings on that list. He didn't put the uh, the Magic on that list. I, I don't think there's no surprises here. Is what I'm saying.
6: These are all teams that. It, no, I mean, I I think the Knicks is a surprise, and. Again, this list doesn't mean anything, but I think, you know, McKenzie's speculating, and I think he might be right. And Colin said something similar to that today. Is this an orchestrated effort to put pressure on Brooklyn? Because if you think about it, is if Brooklyn feels like they're going to lose, what they, I mean, imagine if Kyrie doesn't get satisfied, Durant leaves, what, what do you got? You're one of the worst teams in the league, and this has all been a big waste. You got Ben Simmons, And, and oh yeah, and and then the so it's all a big waste. And but here's the funny thing: if Kyrie signs or stays there a year, and if Simmons plays even how he did before, if we just eliminate the last playoff series he was in, and he played like he did earlier that year. This is probably the favorite in the East, or certainly Brooklyn is amongst that top tier. And I, I also think the thing about Brooklyn we need to keep in mind, this is the proof positive. Do you think titles matter only, or a good performance matters even if you don't have a title? So let's say Atlanta last year, the Hawks, made the conference finals. It doesn't look like there's any scenario that they could have won the title. To win two more series was almost impossible against those level teams. But they were one of the final four teams in the league. Does that matter? Because if it does, then it sounds – the Brooklyn thing, it feels like Brooklyn's looking for a title or they can deal with the nothing. And I think fans are – I think in general, AJ, and I'll get your thoughts in a second, but I think in general, if you have a lot of winning, you want championships. If you don't have a lot of winning, some winning sounds good.
5: I think you're right, and I think it's franchise by franchise. I think the, the Nets, I think the Lakers fall into this too. It's You either win a title or you didn't win anything with, when you've got teams built like they've got. Whereas the Hawks, I don't think anybody saw the Hawks coming. And, and the fact that they got to the, the conference finals, their their fan base is probably, wow. We actually mattered this
6: year. That's fun. But Brooklyn entering the playoffs last year was the favorite in the entire league. Brooklyn entering the playoffs this year as a number seven seed was (laughs) the favorite to come out of the East. Yeah. So what we're saying here, other than the randomness of, hey, his foot was one inch on the three-point line against Milwaukee Durant's, They came in as the favorite. You could make the case they were – they had – in the first year when Durant was out by injury, they knew that was a lost year. So literally you could say – and Colin's been saying, this is a disaster. They can't win it. And it's like, well, they had the injury year. Then they were the favorites entering the playoffs to win it all. And then they were the favorites in the East. The fact they didn't do it, you can say that's an indictment of them. Is it? Because last year it was all about injuries. And Kyrie's status. I mean, I mean, I'm saying last year's Kyrie's injuries, and Harden's injuries yep. against Milwaukee, and this year it was they traded for Ben Simmons and he, he couldn't play months later. So I mean, I'm not saying they didn't make mistakes. I'm not saying the uncertainty of Kyrie doesn't matter, but or the the erraticness. But I'll tell you this one thing about Kyrie. You know, he didn't get paid for those games. No, you might say, "Well, of course he did." A lot of players have gotten paid. I mean, Deshaun Watson got paid. Got paid he? for the full season last year.
1: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
7: Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better
4: sleep.
0: Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree.